You're listening to the John Morris Show on ESPN Central Texas. Shotgun snap to Deckers. He looks to his left. Now back across the middle. Fires for the end zone. Caught for a cyclone touchdown to Sean Hanneke with his second touchdown reception of the season. It's Baylor in Iowa State this Saturday on ESPN Central Texas. Now back to today's JMO Radio Show from the Allen Samuel Studios. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. Back with us on a Wednesday afternoon. Highlight cut courtesy of the Cyclone Sports Network from Learfield. Authored by the voice of the Cyclones, John Walters, who joins us now. And uh, John, appreciate your time. How you doing today? Uh, it's uh, it's always fun to visit with you, John. I'm doing great. Thanks. Very good. Can we uh, peel back the curtain, let everybody know that this is uh, Baylor interview day for you? Uh, it, it's what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Baylor interview day. Didn't you just finish an interview with, uh, with Derek for oh, our tailgate show? Yes, yes, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah my, my, I'm a little slow on the take. Mm. I'm, not, I'm not getting enough sleep these days. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. I just visited with Derek, which was awesome. Very and, good. Uh, but I left a few nuggets on the table for you. Oh, very nice. All right. It's up to me to yeah, uh, yeah. be able to dig those out of you. So, <laughs> hey, we're looking forward to coming your way. And uh, like I said in the text, looks like the weather is going to be ideal on Saturday. Yeah, I think it's going to be good. You know, it's cool today, but, um, you know, it, it, right around 75 probably on, on Saturday should be just great. And, uh, yeah, I'm guessing you'd always rather come up here in September than November. And, uh <laughs> you've accomplished it this year. So uh, it, it should be a terrific environment. I'm expecting a great crowd. Uh, should really be a fun college football atmosphere. And, you know, I think for people nationally that um, maybe don't pay as much attention to this series, they've missed out on some pretty good games because when these two have gotten together, uh, it's always come right down to the wire. And they've been really, really good games ever since Matt Campbell's arrived at Iowa State. So I'm expecting more of the same on Saturday. Yeah, that's a big part of it. I mean, they have been really, really good close games between Baylor and Iowa State uh, over the last few years. Cyclones have won three of the last five. Last year was a two-point game here in Waco, down to the wire. Special teams were really big. But they've been close games, really, the last few years. Well, they really have. I mean, even going back to Matt's first year at Iowa State, when he hadn't really established much yet, it was a 45-42 game in Ames. And, you know, ever since then, that's been the – Par for the course when these two schools get together it's it's back and forth and in Matt's six years he's won three and lost three so um yeah I, I think if you're looking for an entertaining game where you really don't know what's going to happen this is the one to pick and uh hopefully a lot of people around the country get a chance to see just how far these two programs have come because I think that's something also to be proud of is that uh well, these are two of the better programs in the Big 12 conference now and wasn't always that way, but uh, they certainly are right now. Yeah, I agree with you completely, and, and history shows match up really well against each other. Uh, what's life like, and it looks like it's pretty good, without uh, Brock Purdy, without Brees Hall, without Mike Rose? I mean, those are significant losses for you guys who moved on, but uh, it seems like you've had people like Hunter Deckers and Jarrell Brock to step right in and, and pick up where they left off. Yeah, I think it's a product, John, of just, um, you know, the fact that Matt Campbell is in his seventh year and he's the second longest tenured coach in the Big 12, which, you know, seems funny to even say because from the day he arrived on campus, people have been asking when he's going to leave. 
And yet here he is behind Mike Gundy as the second longest tenured coach. But when you're able to stack good recruiting classes on top of each other, uh, you're able to, you know, put some real quality into the bullpen, so to speak. And, you know, and these guys have been kind of waiting their turn and to show what they can do. And they're excited to do it, but you're right. I think a lot of people nationally looked at Iowa state and thought, okay, Brock Purdy's gone. Brees Hall's gone. Charlie Kohler's gone. Chase Allen, Mike Rose, Greg Eisworth, that, that window for Iowa state is gone. They, they don't have a chance now to continue to compete at a high level, but I think they underestimate maybe a little bit uh, just how strong the recruiting has been um, and, and, you know, guys that they identified that they can develop and they're not going to have the highest rated recruiting class, but they're going to get good fits for their program and bring these guys along. And, and all those guys are doing some nice things, but Hunter Decker is really throwing the ball with great accuracy and a lot of zip throws it from all the arm angles, just like quarterbacks do now, John, I, I, you know, ever since Mahomes came along, Everybody, I, I'm almost expecting Hunter to throw a submarine pitch right. at some point because he just, you know, he throws it sidearm, he throws it over the top. It just what depends on what he feels like on that throw. Um, but he's good and accurate and with a really strong arm. And Jirel Brock's been running the ball well. The whole running back's room has been effective, and they really need that whole room to replace a guy like Brees Hall. Is it, uh, is it Jirel Brock, number one? Uh, obviously, he's number one, but is it him? Or is it the group? Is it running back by committee right now? Well, it's a little both. Jirel's definitely the the lead guy, and he's done great. He's been terrific and um, was ready to, you know, he came in just as highly touted as Brees Hall, even maybe a little bit more highly touted in the same recruiting class, but had to wait his turn behind Brees. And, you know, I think that's a credit to Jirel in today's uh, world that he waited basically four years for his full-time opportunity, and now he has it, and He's absolutely making the most of it. He's a little different running back. He hits the hole a little quicker with more authority. Uh, Brees would kind of dance around, fight, wait for that hole to develop, and then just burst through it. Uh, Jirel's more of a straight-ahead guy, but he does have a few moves that he's shown off that we weren't aware he had. And then uh, Eli Sanders, really fast running back, Deion Silas, shifty, and, and Cartavius Norton, a freshman who I think – you know, eventually could be the best of the whole group, but you know, just a freshman that's missed the last couple of games with injury, but it's a good group, but they really do need all four of them because Brees Hall was just absolutely special. John, uh, really good defense so far, leading the big 12 total defense and scoring defense, averaging, giving up just nine points per game. Uh, tell us about the defense and how well it's played so far. They're really running around well. Um, you know, there's some speed on this defense that maybe Iowa State's defenses in the past have lacked a little bit, but the secondary's been really good. They moved Anthony Johnson back to safety, and they wouldn't have done that if they weren't real confident that T.J. Tampa and Miles Purchase could be good corners, and they have been. Uh, so it, it's been fun to watch. They've got a great leader in Orion Vance who decided to come back for a sixth year. Uh, Will McDonald up front obviously can really get after the quarterback. So it's been good so far. Now, some of that's they have not faced the greatest offenses in America yet. And they're really going to be put to the test this week. There's no doubt about that with Baylor's ability to run the football and it's, it's insistence on running the football. Um, this is going to be a, a test of wills because John Haycox always kind of tailored his defense to try to take away the run first. And Baylor's going to be very stubborn about wanting to run. And man, I just expect a very hard hitting physical football game, but that Baylor offensive line is, is tremendous it's going to be a really good test for Iowa State's defensive line, which has played well um, this week. John, how big was it to uh, get past your in-state rival in Iowa City a couple of weeks ago? 
Huge. And, you know, that series, too, has been a really hard-hitting physical uh, down to the wire. Very similar. Very similar. And um, Iowa State was finally to get, able to get over the hump in that game. And that was a game that featured only, you know, really one touchdown drive. But uh, Hunter Deckers, that was a great growing up moment for him to lead Iowa State on a 90, 99 and three quarters yards drive mm. after uh, Iowa fumbled going into the end zone and uh, get the only touchdown of the game for Iowa State. But that was a real growth moment for Hunter. And I think the team uh, showed what they could do and showed some real moxie that day, overcame some mistakes, but really played well. And so um, it, it's been a fun group to watch, John. I think that I was excited coming into the season just because I knew that some of these young guys could really play, but they probably even exceeded my expectations a little bit. And I think Iowa State can hang around in this Big 12 race. It's it's going to be wild. I mean, there's you can make an argument for six or seven teams in this Big 12 race, and and a good argument. And uh, and I'm hoping that Iowa State's one of one of those six or seven. Yeah, I agree with you completely. I mean, it's really too early to tell, but uh, that'll all play out over the next few weeks. Um, final thought, I was telling somebody here earlier today about how great your fans are uh, in tailgating and how you have to run the fire truck around and blow, you know, the siren to get them to come <laughs> into the stadium. <laughs> Seriously, but but does does an 11 a.m. kickoff, does that put a cramp in, in the tailgating or they just stay after the game or come especially early or what's that like on Saturday? Well, they'll probably do all of the above. They'll come early, stay late. Um, you know, we've lost a lot of football games through the years at Iowa State, but we've never lost a tailgate. That's so, <laughs> true. Um, you, you know, they love that part of it, and I and I love it too because you know we're fortunate that the stadium was set up in a way where there was a lot of area around the stadium and between Jack Trice Stadium and Hilton Coliseum, where they're now going to put in a new thing called Side Town, which is going to be a really cool kind of entertainment district almost, but business and entertainment district between the two um, facilities. Uh, Jamie Pollard has just been right on the cutting edge with a lot of great decisions about facilities and the direction this thing should go. And John, we've got a new bridge that takes those fans from the RV lot up over the bridge into the wow. stadium directly. And so you'll see that. It'll be one of the first things you notice when you arrive at the stadium. I saw that. That that's huge, isn't it? Has that been something that's been talked about for years? Uh, yeah, it was. It's a big part of this uh, project. That you know, it's a big piece of the puzzle. Okay. I guess I would say of gotcha. that project that Jamie had. But the big thing was to, you know, clear out some of that area between the two facilities uh, to have room to put businesses in there, but also then to. Uh, for the safety of the fans, get them over to a lot that they could just walk across this bridge right into the stadium. They don't have to cross the street. Um, and so it, it's been fantastic and it's been well-received and uh, everybody's got their little uh, spot over there for their RV. That's the, their personal spot. So they even got electricity for them. So it's uh, it's a pretty cool thing. Yeah. And you're right. Iowa state has never lost a tailgate. <laughs> so really, really <laughs> impressive. Well, thanks for your time. I appreciate it and look forward to seeing you on Saturday. Yeah, sounds great. Thanks, John. Thank you. Appreciate it. John Walters, the great voice of the Iowa State Cyclones. He and Eric Heff do a tremendous job on the Iowa State broadcast. I always love listening to them, and uh, that's where we'll be on Saturday, Baylor and Iowa State. Uh, the Cyclones are 3-0. and They beat Southeast Missouri in their season opener 42-10. to They beat Iowa. The, uh, the hated uh, Iowa Hawkeyes in-state rival beat them 10-7. to Snapped uh, either a six- or seven-year uh, losing streak to Iowa with that win. 
And then they beat Ohio last week 43-10. to So you can see they've given up 10, 7, and 10 points in their three games, nine average points per game, and only 234 yards per game given up defensively. Yeah, not taking anything away from that, but I was – Offense is historically bad. Well, true. That's true. That is true. But historically. it's still, I mean, you still have to play defense. Even even bad offenses can score yeah. if you're not playing good defense. Right. So, I mean, it starts there. I'm not taking anything away from it. Yeah, they're doing it. So, uh, off to a 3-0 and start, Iowa State and Baylor. Baylor number 17 in the nation. And uh, that is the game Saturday morning. On the air at 9 a.m. here, 11 a.m. kickoff right here on ESPN Central Texas. Television on ESPN2.